In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado? for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
You guys, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good. How the heck are you? I think this is Thursday? Yeah, this is... It's Thursday. Uh, what's up, folks? Uh, I hope you guys are doing good out there. Uh, we're going to get to the guest really quickly on this one, but I have to tell you, I'm still... I'll be in Arizona for a bit, um, and I watched tonight's Vanderpump Rules, and I watched the Watch What Happens Live afterwards. And when I tell you, I mean... It was gripping television, not even the show, the watch what happens live with Tom Schwartz. We're going to, we're going to do a full, full recap on Friday about not only the show, but watch what happens live. It was so intense. It was so weird that I literally made my mom watch it. She's like laid up. She's I took it. I was like, mom, you got to watch this. And we watched the watch what happens live again with my mom. And my mom was like, Wow. What an idiot. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, my mom, like, oh, man, these guys, fl- flipping scandal. I, I, it's, like, so crazy. Like, today I did a bunch of interviews, and I did interviews with an empath, a ther- like, a, a therapist. I was trying to, like, look at this in a whole different angle and try to, you know, see where my anger was coming from with it. And I was trying to look, I was trying to get a little, and then you watch the show and the watch what happens live afterwards. And it just got me all <laughs> set again. Um, but I got a lot of dirt to tell you on Friday, like a lot of dirt, like Schwartz DM'd me after watch what happens live tonight. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you all about that. I'm going to tell you um, some lies that were said on Watch What Happens Live. I don't know if Schwartz knows their lies, but they're lies. I'm going to tell you, um, I've got I've got some good dirt for you. So please tune in to Friday's episode. Um, it, it's, it's going to be a live one. And I've got to, man, I've got to make sure I get... Oh gosh, it's it's just wild. The schedule here in Arizona is just wild. So I'll get that out to you by Friday. Um, and listen, that's I, you. Don't, you guys don't even need it. I just need to get this out of my body because, man, every time I try to start like trying to look at this from a different angle, I just get upset all over again because I find out new information and some of the information you guys don't even know, and it's just really dark shit. I mean, it's just dark. It's like this this was a full I, I mean, listen, tonight Schwartz said Raquel is Tom's heroine. Like I am still blown away that he really he really is or was or is is you know obsessed with Raquel. I just I'm just I I'm flabbergasted. I still it's been a month and I still Listen, I, I feel like at the end of the day, we're all going to have to commit ourselves. Like, I, I just, I can't, it's just wild. It is just wild. But regardless, that's that's not what we're here to talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about it on Friday. Don't worry. But today, I'm so excited to have our guests. I talked to these guys last week, and they were just the best. Uh, they were the best. Uh, they have a new podcast I'm going to talk about in just a sec. Um, but I wanted to tell you that these guys, you're going to hear in this interview... Because this, I, I was trying last week to start talking about other things than Scandaball, right? And these guys came on that have this new podcast, and they were just so fun and so amazing. And they talk about like internet trends. And then I was talking about them about what uh, what reality shows they watch, and they were talking about Survivor. And I was like, oh my god! Now Survivor, you guys, 
Survivor, of course, is the hit reality show on CBS hosted by Jeff Probst, where they go, you know, uh, play Survivor on an island. I think Housewives have turned into Survivor in a lot of ways, where Housewives now seems almost competition-based. But Survivor is one of those things. I mean, listen, listen, yesterday we had Trishel from Real World Las Vegas on from 2002, and it was just a dream come true for me. Because a lot of people, like me, they started with the real world, and then around, you know, what was it, 19... 99, 98, you, you got turned on to Survivor. And I was a big Survivor head for, gosh, I would think 15 or 16 seasons. And uh, and then I tapped out and these guys started talking about it. You'll hear it in this, at this episode. And I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. And I went through the first four episodes because you can still catch up to it right now. And it was excellent. It was such a refreshing change of pace, and I loved all of the characters, and I was like, man, I got into Survivor again. And then last Friday, I went back on Paramount+, Plus, and you can go through old Survivor seasons, and we started watching the season with Mike White, who created The White Lotus. He was also on Amazing Race, but yeah, he he was a, he's a writer and creator of The White Lotus, and he did a season of Survivor that I had never seen, started watching that. It was amazing, and now I think I'm a Survivor head again. In fact, Survivor's on tonight, Wednesday night, and I'm going to try to watch it. I'm so behind on so many shows right now for so many different reasons, but um, I t- Survivor Season 44 is on right now. It's on Wednesday nights, and I got to tell you, you got they, they talk about this character, and I'm so with them, Carolyn. Carolyn and this other character, Jam Jam, I love, but a high recommendation for Survivor. And guys, if, if you're watching Survivor too, shout out at me, email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, or leave a comment on the Instagram post tomorrow because I, I just, these guys, I got to thank them so much. They turned me back on a Survivor and I love it. So their podcast, you guys, is called The Social Dose. It's uh, hosted by two gentlemen, Paris Nicholson and Michael Judson Berry. And they, they were just great. They have a guest on a lot of the times. And I was just so uh, happy to be able to talk to them. And this is a new podcast, but I really enjoyed it. it and it's not going to, like, listen, this podcast is going to sometimes be like two or three hours. This isn't going to break your bank. You got like 27-minute episodes, 25. I'm looking at all the episodes right now. It's the perfect thing for a day. They make you laugh. They point you in some new directions on what to watch online and, and things like that. And they're just really knowledgeable and really funny. And I was so happy to, I think this is one of their first podcast appearances together. And it was just really, really just such a great change of pace. So I hope you guys feel the same, but I want to keep, uh, I want to promote this. I love promoting new podcasts. Uh, once again, it's called The Social Dose. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you like it, uh, give them five stars or give them five stars even just because they came on and subscribed to their podcast. But let's get into that interview right now. It has been a very long day for me and I am going to try to get some sleep because I did not sleep well last night. But I hope you guys are having the best week ever and I'm uh, I'm, going to deliver for you on Friday. I'm going to deliver for myself. I got to get these feelings out about Vanderpump Rules, you guys. I got to tell you about the Schwartz DM. I got to tell you, oh man, I I got some stuff to tell you that has nothing to do with the show uh the episode tonight but like other stuff around around the show it's gonna blow your mind so tune in on friday but here 
we have the two hosts of the new podcast, The Social Dose. Good. Today, I love these episodes the most because I get to t- take two people that I've never met in my life that have an amazing podcast that you guys should listen to. And I get to meet them and talk trash with them, which trash means pop culture. Uh, and they are two of the best. I was just listening to a bunch of their episodes and they're great. They do three episodes a week. The episodes are like in 30 minutes, not like really long form like I do, where you're like, just like, oh my God, just stop already. This like it's in and out and it's really, really, really fun and amazing. It focuses on pop culture, TikTok trends. And the two hosts are amazing. I mean, I got to find out more about the two hosts themselves. Uh, the two hosts are Michael Judson Barry and Paris Nicholson. And together they come to form this podcast called The Social Dose, which just started a little bit ago. I do recommend to put it on your daily rotation, your weekly rotation. I'm telling you, these are just quick hits that you can listen to, laugh with, and kind of points you like I was, uh, my favorite podcasts are the one that I listen to and and kind of shake my head. I'm like, yes, okay, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, I okay, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So anyways, without further ado, welcome Michael Judson Barry and Paris Nicholson. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank oh my you gosh, so much hi. for having us. Hi. Okay, let's Thank identify so much, voices. Okay, so so yeah. uh, Paris, say, uh, Paris, say something in your voice. <laughs> Hello, my name is Paris Nicholson, <laughs> and you can find me at Paris Nicholson on all social platforms. <laughs> and Michael, uh, say something in your voice and where we can find you. And I'm Michael Judson-Berry, and you can find me at M. Judson-Berry on socials. Okay, well, it was good talking to you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Great, okay, bye. Bye. Um, No, it's fair if you mix us up. I've had so many friends and like my sister and people who know me well who've been like, we listen to your show and sometimes it's like you two become one person. But I kind of like that. I was, you guys have- Paris. You guys have like this really soothing voices that I was like, oh, these are like great voiceover voices, which is another thing that makes Aww. a podcast really good when you're just like, wow, these really, I, it's like, I was like, I can swim in these voices, which was such a weird thought oh to have. God. I know. I was like, this <laughs> Thank is you. a really, really weird thought. So describe That's the sexiest what, thing anyone said to me all day. And I made it. And it's so early <laughs> in the morning here in Los Angeles still. Um, describe what your podcast is to the, the listener that has never listened to it before. So our podcast, The Social Dose, is really a bite-sized weekly dose, three times a week, like you said, Ryan, of the latest trends, the latest happenings on social media, in case you miss them. You know, sometimes we get so busy with life that we fall behind in what everyone's talking about <laughs> in our group chats. And we're like, wait, what mm-hmm. is Gwyneth Paltrow doing right now? Why is everyone exactly. talking about her? We are here to catch you up, besties. We are your gay best friends who are like, this is what happened and this is what we think about it. And you should probably let us know what you think about it, too, so we can all discuss the mess. Yeah. And how, or how did we, you guys come together? We met on Worst Cooks in America on Food Network. Uh, Are you kidding me? Viral se- no. <laughs> no. They did a viral <laughs> sensation season. So all the contestants were viral sensations. And we bonded almost like day one. I think I met Paris. Yeah, and I was immediately. Like, you were going to be my friend. And after that, pretty much every day, we like walked onto set holding pinkies. It was this adorable like <laughs> friendship at first sight. And we spent the entire show talking about how we needed a podcast. We needed to do something together. And we didn't know what it would be. And then this just was presented to us pretty much right around the the end of the show. And we were like, oh, perfect. Let's do it. It was very, it was, it was, it was kismet. So was the kismet worst cooks, indeed. the worst cooks have led to the best of friends. I mean, there was a, a uh, truly an experience all around. Indeed. Uh, yeah. 
what are you know in terms of your each of your backgrounds and your past like what is your past like I, I was reading some of your bios and you guys have like seemed like you've had led, led such full lives but also what gives uh, everybody always asks me what gives you the right to talk about pop culture what gives you the right you guys to talk about all of these things every week three times a week mm-hmm. i think well, a great answer to say- that question okay. go ahead michael <laughs> No, go ahead, Paris. You have a great answer. (laughs) Mine was only mediocre at best. (laughs) I think a great answer to that question is we don't have the right to talk about any of these things, and yet we still insist on doing so. (laughs) Sure, there were plenty of white gays that had podcasts, but we said, why not add another? Why not make it a big dozen? Just add to the noise with nothing real to contribute. (laughs) <laughs> no. well, hey, you, like that'd we, be perfect that's it that's that's the yeah. answer yeah <laughs> but I feel like we come at this differently because like I before lockdown knew nothing about social media I could barely turn my phone on let alone use it my friends all my friends are like shocked that I'm the one that works in social media and I got into it during lockdown doing like sketches and comedy things yeah on TikTok and Instagram and they went well and then I spent basically all of lockdown learning how social media works and getting really into it so it's kind of fun because I feel like I'm new to the scene and Paris is like my guide in a way. Because I feel like Paris, you've, yeah. you're much more like in this world. And so being on this podcast researching is a lot of fun for somebody like me who's like, this is all fresh, new and exciting. I feel like I'm on a magic social media carpet ride. And, yeah, and it's Paris usually me explaining to Michael guide. what's been going on online <laughs> and like how to update his phone to get the new emojis. Because <laughs> I don't know. I'm well, the relatable one, I guess you could say. That's that's the one. I mean, TikTok for me, that, that was like the last man standing where I really refused to get into TikTok. And now, unfortunately, in the last six months, I've become obsessed with TikTok so much so that, I mean, I, I don't really participate in posting videos myself that much, but at night, that's like my wind down at night is not even, yeah. my, it's just scrolling TikTok. And you guys were, t- I mean, like, I'm on Jasper the Doll TikTok now. Oh, yes. I'm on. Yeah. Uh, would you guys explain to the audience Jasper the Doll? I was trying to do this the other day, and then I just mm-hmm. gave up entirely. What is your take on Jasper the Doll on TikTok? So, for those of you who aren't informed or inundated, Jasper the Doll is a deranged Barbie doll character who has <laughs> risen to fame on the platform TikTok. She's mm-hmm. got disheveled hair, wretched makeup, and the voice of a seventy-year-old smoker from Long Island. Uh, And she's really just become one of the hottest things on your For You page. And what I love most about TikTok, and I didn't really realize this when I was sort of like where you were at, Ryan, where I didn't get TikTok. I was like, "Ah, I felt like I was too old for TikTok for some reason. Um, But what I didn't realize is that TikTok will very quickly turn into a platform that gives you what you specifically want. And if you specifically mm-hmm. are the type that responds to a demented, deranged Barbie doll with a smoker's <laughs> voice, you're going to be introduced very quickly to Jasper the doll. Yeah. What's up? <gasps> very that. That was a great Jasper. <laughs> and it's like, da, da. And it's always like dancing. And then I'm like, oh, I was back. I was back getting chicken boobies. It's really. Yeah. And, I, I, and I was showing my friend and she was just like. Uh, I hate this. This is horrible. And I'm like, this is the, I think this is the funniest thing ever, but now you're (laughs) right. TikTok does that thing where you sit on like one video for a second watching it. And then they give you that 3000 more times. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's why I always laugh when like politicians are like, well, TikTok's just a bunch of dancing teenage girls in bikinis. And it's like, not for everyone. It's it's not, you're very, you're telling on yourself right now. Yeah. 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 You wish buddy. Yeah. Uh, 
So what are you, what is on your TikTok for you pages? By the, I'm right now getting chicharrones. Like somehow I got on chicharron TikTok where they'll go get chicharrones Ooh. from a Mexican supermarket and dip it in guacamole and then make crunch, like really crunchy sounds. And somehow I Ooh. just sat on one of those videos and now I'm getting 3000 of people eating chicharrones. Uh, what mm. is the weirdest thing on your for you pages right now? Oh, I love that. Mm. I want to be on your For You page. I'm just going to open my TikTok right now and see what pops up because I'm so intrigued. Damn. This is going to be like a fun little game. Um, oh, this feels so me. The first thing I opened up is old Hollywood bloopers part five. And it's like, because <laughs> I do, I love old movies. I'm a huge old Hollywood buff. And TikTok recently, I think because I had a conversation with somebody about Mae West and my phone was listening. And now every time I open it, it's just like, black and white clips of Betty Davis going, fuck, I messed up my lines. You know, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> did, you, did you ever see that Orson Welles clip? Did you ever see that <gasps> Orson Welles clip of the Orson Welles? The one where drunk? he's drunk? Yes, yes, exactly. In the commercial, he's oh. like, I'll tell you what. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I uh, love that one. And what about you, Paris? What's on your For You page? Uh, I'm seeing a lot of memes, um, both celebrating and dragging famed drag race contestant Lucy LaDuca for her hit song Let Loose by Lucy LaDuca. I'm seeing a lot of that on my page right now. <laughs> Is there some? Because also, sorry, oh, sorry, and what? I was going to say, my friends and I were just in Santa Barbara and we just kept singing Let Loose by Lucy LaDuca, even though none of us care for the song whatsoever. Okay. It was That's a staple I of the trip. That's what I wanted to say is that I've noticed with social media, they push, it's not only the things you love, it's the things you hate now. And that I feel like is a lot of pop culture is that, and, and especially I specialize in housewives and reality shows and Bravo. And I was talking about this yesterday is that it's not even the part of loving housewives is hating a housewife, like part of that. Mm -hmm. And that seems to spread over into pop culture as well is that it's not only on TikTok the things you love, it's the things you hate. And they keep giving you those mm -hmm. things you hate. What Do, do oh, you guys yeah. agree with that? Yeah, it's oh. called rage baiting. And here's the thing. If you engage uh -huh. with content you hate, you will continue to see that content. <sighs> when I hate something, I yeah. scroll away as quickly as possible. Or I'll even go as far as to hold my finger on that little screen and say, not interested. <laughs> <gasps> wow, that's bold. Make the I've algorithm work for you. Tell it what <laughs> it needs to do to do its job successfully. I feel like if you hit the not interested button, though, sometimes they're like, LOL, we're going to give you double. Like, it's almost like they, I feel uh, like you got a straight up block. <laughs> of spite. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, mean, uh, I love, I love the idea of TikTok being spiteful, that there's some angry office worker <laughs> somewhere who's like, no, I disagree. You need to see this. <laughs> yeah. Just try one Look more. Again. Just try one more. Um, yeah. you, guys were, you guys were talking about your latest episode is that, you know, TikTok is now even big in the government because they keep mm -hmm. floating this idea of banning TikTok. TikTok's going away. They're spying on us, you know, because the app developers over in China. Uh, but you were guys, you know, you guys are saying like, listen, this is most likely never going to happen. But if it did happen, where do we go? Like, what is our end of the night treat? Where do we go if TikTok, like what happens to all these freaks that have become celebrities on TikTok? Oh, I think Instagram would be thrilled. I think it yeah. would be that much that many more people on Instagram and and reels would just continue to blow up even more. And someone would just create another version of TikTok. I mean, I exactly. I'm impressed that TikTok has held on this, you know, that TikTok has become as big as it has. Cause I feel like, you know, Instagram is sort of the old mainstay, you know, we've got it. But the other ones sort of like TikTok, we've cycled through a few versions. And it's TikTok just seems like the best version of what it is. But I feel mm -hmm. like if they banned it, 
give it two weeks, someone would invent something similar and we'd all be right back on where we were. <laughs> I mean, right. Instagram they got rid of so Vine. badly. Yeah, they yeah, got rid yeah. of Vine. Yeah, you're right. Vine was like- Yeah, Vine would, would come back maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, no, it is interesting <laughs> to see a cycle through different like social media apps and TikTok seems to be the one that gets like the most amount of people's eyes, even though it seems <laughs> like a redheaded stepchild when certain people talk about it, of like, it's not Instagram. It's not, you know, like these old mainstay social medias. Um, but I, can you speak more to even the, uh, the algorithm behind it? It really is fascinating. Michael, you were mentioning earlier if you if you say something around your phone, it picks it up and then puts it into like I was talking about Jen Shaw going to prison on Real Housewives. Uh, you know, mm. she's a, a housewife that went to prison, and all of a sudden I started getting prison TikTok, which literally is prisoners <laughs> that have somehow snuck a phone into prison. And I gotta tell you, it looks really like some of it doesn't look that bad. They were like making breakfast burritos, <laughs> but like what what is I mean they, the phone we the phone can't keep lying to us it definitely is listening to us TikTok is definitely listening to what we do. I have no idea if it really is listening, but it definitely feels like it, doesn't it? It's like you'll talk you'll see somebody wearing a cute pair of shorts, and the next time you open your phone, you've got ads for those shorts. Or like I said, I was talking about May West, and now I have old Hollywood bloopers. But honestly, I'm not mad at it. Like exactly. it's like how I leave my easy pass in my car, and people are like, the government's tracking you. It's like, let them watch me go to Wegmans. That's fine. Yeah. And honestly, if it's listening, then it's it's tailoring what it what I want to see. So listen. Listen away, phone. I'm holding my phone next to my face for the rest of this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> like, fine. Oh, honestly, Michael, like, same thing. I in the past, like if I'm looking for a service, like for a while I was trying out like meal delivery kits. So I just kept talking about them from my phone, and then I would see more and more ads for different meal delivery kits. Leverage these Ask, systems for your own personal advantage. Ask That's and what you I shall say. receive. Yeah, yeah like around the holidays. government secrets. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. well, do you ever like I always think about that two times. If the government really is spying on us, it would be cool if like I'm fine with it. So it would be cool if like the government at some point goes, "We really think you are su- you're being super funny lately. We're loving it." Like it would be awesome if they were like <laughs> loving the text exchanges. Feedback. You're on. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> also, around Christmas time what I start doing is like telling like my parents' interests into the phone and then hoping I'll get like targeted ads of things that I should potentially <laughs> buy my parents for the holidays. Um <laughs> Pop culture right now, it's good, good. The pop culture right now, you guys were talking about the last episode, a couple of things that I didn't get to mention on the show so far, which I eventually want to lead to Gwyneth Paltrow, but you guys did this story of something that I was so fascinated with, I was hoping you could explain to the audience, is Sofia Coppola and Thomas Mars, who's the lead singer of a band named Phoenix, their daughter posted what, I mean, I, I know the word iconic is potentially overused these days, but it was an iconic TikTok. Could you take my audience through this this TikTok video? Yes, I would love to, Ryan. What an incredible question. So <laughs> this, this young child of nepotism, a long lineage of nepotism coming from the Coppola family, um, yes. created what we can only assume or interpolate is her first TikTok ever. She says that she's not allowed to have social media because her parents don't want her to be a nepotism kid. And in a lot of ways, it reminds you of almost like um, if somebody's being held captive and they get like their one message out to the world. And it felt like this was her debut. And in this debut, she takes us through a journey. She misidentifies an onion and a shallot, uh, admits openly she doesn't know what a garlic is, and introduces us to a new character in the story in the universe, which is her babysitter's husband or boyfriend. And it's kind of like, you're 16 years old. You have a 
30-year-old babysitter who she refers to as her other parents because her parents are famously not home. It's a 49-second video where you have so much to unpack. And I think that's why it really popped off. Well, and I Uh, love that it's veiled in a situation where she's like, I'm going to make a cooking video, just like anybody else on TikTok. I'm going to attempt to make a vodka sauce, which she doesn't know how to make. And over the course of it, she's (laughs) like, I can't make a TikTok because, and just holds, like cuts to her holding a Grammy. You know, mm-hmm. and it's and the fact that she's to Google these things, and she's uh, she's been grounded because she took her dad's credit card and tried to book a helicopter to visit her friends from camp. Like, yeah, she gives all in so much seconds. information about her life in this like cooking video, and the, which was well, the, brilliant. The thing that I also love about it is that this is completely unironic. She's not trying to be funny at nope. all. She's trying Correct. to be completely <laughs> like, hey, guys, I got grounded because I I, I try to use my parents' credit card to charter a jet, uh, charter a helicopter to see my friend. Anyways, let's make vodka with po- uh, pasta with vodka sauce. And it's like really <laughs> and she's so weirdly innocent and unaffected, but at the same time goes, hey, I'm not allowed to be on social media. My parents don't want to be on that because of and then she holds up her dad's Grammy and yeah. like another. <laughs> and I was like, even beautiful. Like this is. By the way, I think I might have enjoyed this more than The Virgin Suicides, like Sophia's movie. I I thought this was so, it was so well done. And you're like, you said it does. It leaves you wanting more. I was like, there's no way there's a part two because she's probably grounded like even harder than she was before. But it made me go like- but then I'm like, yeah. I need a reality show of this person. I need something. I need more of this person. And I just love that. And also you guys made a point, a great point on your show. Um, Nepo baby was the term, but didn't she now change the conversation? She called herself a what? A nepotism a nep- kid, which nepotism feels like kid. exactly what a Nepo baby would call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, I think the best part. And, uh, yeah. The TikTok was taken down almost immediately. You know, like as soon as her parents. Wait, was it really? Out, it was, it's was been, it taken it down? Oh, yeah. It was found, but it was removed. It's gone. Very you fast. can only find screen recordings of it. Thank the God. Internet works very yeah. quickly. Thank God the and internet back, back internet TikTok very well. videos. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I feel like that makes it even better. And she's like, stick around for part two, which there will never be. Or we're all just waiting <laughs> oh, there for will the be. part two. Like, I <laughs> can't, can't wait be grounded for forever. <laughs> uh, and I think the best part of this was like, I feel like the whole Nepo baby thing has been such a hot co- topic yeah. recently. Yes, you know, with yes. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kate Hudson, like all these big stars weighing in, Tom Hanks. And I feel like she just gives the most <laughs> unapologetic version of a nepotism kid take on life. Where she's like, no, this is what it's like to actually live my life life you know and she just leans into it completely with like i don't know what a garlic or an onion is i'm gonna google it and then she ends up with a shallot and you're just (laughs) well i I just think it's so fun that she's injected this like level of whimsy yeah she's like made the nepo baby conversation fun again it was getting sad but i want to i want to stress and you guys gotta go see the video maybe i'll link it some you know link it on the the show notes but what i love about it is she she really does for as affected as she is she's wildly not affected. like she's i've you know if you watch a chet hanks video like a Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks' son video, they're like, oh, this kid, it's gonna, he's gonna have a rough road to go the rest of his life. Uh-huh. This, you could see this girl, like, you know, it's like her parents did, a, it seems like they've done a weirdly decent job at this point of like keeping <laughs> her away. I mean, minus the barring a heli, you know, chartering a helicopter. That's <laughs> wild. I wouldn't even, like, what an amazing mind to even have that thought and to think I could potentially, my dad might not recognize the charge for chartering a helicopter on his Amex. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible. <laughs> but yeah, for someone, she seems like weirdly grounded and self-aware for someone who's saying these things, you know, which I think is kind of the most refreshing part of it, where she's just like, nope, this is who I am and this is my life. Welcome. But also, 
what what a great I was always thinking like you know you you tell people like okay it it can't just be you you've got to be doing something in an activity and she chooses to make this pasta that she's yes. never done before and that's another thing too cuz I was sitting there going I never have like I never go you know what Ryan I'm going to teach myself how to make uh, stroganoff today I'm going to do that like I've never had that thought in my life and she's like come make this thing I've never made before and then readily like you said admits she doesn't know what an onion looks like and that was but she says it so like you said she's full of whimsy in it so you're like mm-hmm. it's okay why would you know what an onion looks like hey you, you don't have to know see that the world through our two eyes i know right <laughs> i mean we met on worst cooks i didn't know really what a shallot was until i showed up on that's that true. stage that's true we weren't, weren't unlike her not too I long ago no one's culinary skills like <laughs> culinary. My, her and i have about the same amount of prowess in the kitchen um, i would also like to point out to our listeners who have not watched this video at no point does she make pasta at no, no point no. is a noodle <laughs> scene no. she simply holds up a few vegetables puts them back down and moves on yeah at this point too, I'm get I I get I'm so paranoid because of social media where I was like, what if her mom directed this? What if this was like carefully staged? Oh, yeah. What if like I mean like <gasps> that's how that's how weird I am with social media now that I think like this is so good. What if it's directed? What if it's like what and and every yeah. and she's just such a good actor and she's her mom's directing her. Her dad saying it needs to be faster. Like there's tempo to this. There's rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we introduce a new character in five seconds, and then I start imagining mm-hmm. her life of she's like my parents are never home, so this is my babysitter's boyfriend in the hallway. So I'm like she's living basically with this babysitter and the boyfriend instead of her famous parents. Like it was like uh, it, it gives so much room for so much more story that we'll never get. I love it. That's actually Ryan, a brilliant idea. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm obsessed <laughs> with this theory. Now I I'm want really this to be true. That's what it is, yeah. But I will say, I have a really good nose for like fake staged content. Yeah. And this to me, it didn't trigger any of my senses. So I'm going to vote this isn't staged, but I want that to be true. I want to live in a world where this was a gorgeous <laughs> Sofia Coppola masterpiece. Uh, um, okay, so moving on to I think the trial of the century right now, like screw the, the mm-hmm. Murdoch thing and all of that stuff. You know, this is, are you like me where you, you I'm with, I'm at the point where I'm like Gwyneth deserves the death penalty. I think she's going to get fried. <laughs> uh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Like Paris's face, by the way, you guys was like No, I mean, this is one of the most ridiculous trials, but at the same time, it kind of is a nice aperitif uh, before like a murder trial or something where you're like, you know what? Trials can be fun. How would what do you how would you describe the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial that's happening right now? It's my favorite thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite show on TV right now. (laughs) Yes, I and I don't particularly care for Gwyneth Paltrow in any type of way. I've never sought out her content. She always kind of just finds her way into the conversation and I'm not mad about it. This is the first time I've begun to stand Gwyneth Paltrow because Mm -hmm. I think what works so much so well about this case is that the stakes are non-existent. She's suing for a (laughs) dollar in symbolic damages and this guy's pretending he had some rib injuries from years ago that he's still suffering with. Now, I will say I've watched a lot of the trial and I do believe Gwyneth. I have a tendency to believe women and the evidence is in her favor. Everything (laughs) says that he hit her, we all moved on. And then when he found out that who he hit was Gwyneth Paltrow, this became a storyline. So for her to treat this the way she has, I think is a perfect move. It's iconic, even though the word is overplayed. And I'm obsessed, I can't stop talking about it. Did you see the outfit she wore to court today? She, I mean, really, as somebody that shops mainly at Old Navy, I, I do recognize how good 
<laughs> I mean, she really is wearing these iconic outfits. And today it was yeah. like this black number with a little pop of white. I mean, yes. really. Oh, but with the boots, like thick it, boots. Killing it. And by the way, did you guys did you guys see? Because uh, the trial, I believe, is close to uh, Sundance, if I'm not sure. But like, the, I, I, she rented a oh. ski chalet. She rented a ski chalet for her time That's on so the trial. Hard. And I was like, just what a cool time in Gwyneth's life is that she doesn't have to it's do a camp. movie. Yeah, like she gets to go to this trial every day and then she has this beautiful ski chalet to go at home at night. And I just picture the fires, you know, she's like, you know, conscious coupling with her her new husband. And she's, <laughs> you know, all, I mean, it just seems like a really nice time in her life. We're all obsessed with her. And, and by the way, Gwyneth, I want to say, is somebody that's so amazing because she's not trying to be a movie star anymore. She's not trying. She just wants to do her go- no. goop empire. She's holding a yoni egg inside of her during her, her testimony. It's like amazing. <laughs> um so, uh, the, Michael, what? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Michael, I mean, we're, we we so definitely sorry. are. In, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I just wanted to apologize for saying the yoni egg thing. Uh, Michael, oh, what okay. were you about to say? Oh no, I just love that we're sort of like in the renaissance of Gwyneth right now because we just came off the, the heels of her talking about the Gwyneth Yes, the heels of her hearing all about her diet and the yes. bone broth and you know her her routine, and we all had a lot of comments on that. And then it feels like the next day was the trial. Mm-hmm. It's as if this was all mm-hmm. planned. It's amazing. It's like a one-two punch. Yeah, in terms of pop culture, what a great thing to have this on the heels of, she did this podcast interview, you guys, I talked about on the show, but she was basically like hooked up to IVs. She's obsessed with IVs. Yeah. Also, she's like, you know, I'm sorry, I cheated on my diet. I had a second cup of bone broth at lunch, you know, but she's, she was, but then <laughs> she realized that didn't go over potentially well. And she's like, listen, you guys, that was on my doctor's recommendations. And then she goes, during the pandemic, I went off the rails. I was eating pasta. I was eating this. And I think that's completely BS. I don't think yeah. like, I think Gwyneth going off the rails. Isn't like me at Taco Bell, like on a, like a just Toledo's <laughs> in my car. Um, but I agree with you, uh, Paris, that I think she's completely innocent. And I think that's the only reason she would actually do this because yeah. Yeah. she's not going to, I mean, like, she's like, no, screw this guy. I'm a celebrity, but you can't just say you have a brain injury because I'm famous. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's giving very Velma Kelly when she took the stand in Chicago. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to give a character. I'm going to make, I'm going to have fun with it. This is free press. Oh, but did the you hear lawyer? the theory? What's the oh theory? my God, the lawyer that's obsessed with her. Um, oh I heard a theory yeah. that the bone broth storyline that dropped like right before the trial was an attempt to sort of obfuscate the trial itself because perhaps her team was a little bit more concerned about how it would play out. Uh-huh. So they were like, oh, isn't Gwyneth so kooky with her IVs? Ha ha, bone broth. So that people didn't pay attention to the trial. But I think they very quickly realized the trial was great for Gwyneth and her career. And they're like, oh no, the trial's fine. Let's lean into the trial. Yeah, the opposite happened. Because I feel like the bone broth, the diet plan, all of that, we all were like, ugh, she's even worse than we thought. Like she's such yes. a cringy human. And yes. so no one liked her. So PR nightmare. And then now the trial, she's hysterical. She's the yossified Jeffrey Dahmer. So like... <laughs> <laughs> as someone tweeted so brilliantly and and all of a sudden now she's better than ever for the first time in everyone's lives we're sympathizing with Gwyneth Paltrow on the heels of the whole mm-hmm. world kind of hating her so talk about like a PR roller coaster right now yeah. like her team must be so bamboozled in the best way right now and, <laughs> oh my God. and like we said I love the like people are already trying to guess the cast of who's going to play these people like I saw one recently yes. there's a call to have Sherry O'Terry play the lawyer who just oh my god, it would be great. is doing a casting. Yeah, oh and then my. Gwyneth has Gwyneth, but like Sherry O'Terry, could you imagine? Yes, <laughs> like, I, I like, can complete. Absolutely. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The the uh, the lawyer on the the uh, the prosecution side is just really obsessed with Gwyneth and like oh complimented. God. She's like her your ski outfit. She's like, well, you got to look pretty good in that ski outfit. You got to look yeah. really good. She's like, and she's like, how tall are you? And Gwyneth's like five ten, but I think I'm shrinking. Yeah. you know. And she's like, girl, me too. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. It's and she's, she's like, how do you know Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> Could you get me tickets to the Eras tour? <laughs> What was the thing she called her small but mighty? And it actually made Gwyneth <laughs> yeah. giggle on the stand. <laughs> well, because even even Gwyneth, like, I feel like this is almost even a, uh, like, a you know, her coming down to the regular people again of like, oh, wow, this is how the regular people live. Like, it's fun to interact with the regulars. Like, you know, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah. it's funny. This, this, she seems to be a fan. And like, you can tell Gwyneth at times is getting a kick out of her own trial. Like, this is like kind of yes. fun oh, for yeah. her in a sense. Um how long are we going to keep this going though? I feel like, I feel like it's been weeks and it's, it's only probably, probably been done. Right. I would hope so. Like how much more can we have? I, think I so. feel like we're wrapping it up soon. This storyline feels like it's reaching its natural conclusion. She showed up today in all black in like a full Salem witch trial couture look. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she just probably has a couple more days of this and then we all move on. And the guy that sued her can eat rocks. Yeah. Well, like smart to not draw it out though like Fleabag a couple of really good seasons and call it a day because I feel like the Johnny Depp one went on a little too long <laughs> oh way like, too long Ugh. oh yeah you think you yeah know, I mean because I, 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 I love that one too I love a celebrity trial now I like that we're getting at least one per year but I can't yeah. I can't wait to see who next year is but Johnny Depp's it was a little long it was a lot of like where it hit so we're going to add some seasons we didn't anticipate for and, and the writers mm-hmm. did yeah 
Folks, now is my favorite time of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And this week, so bad it's good, it's sponsored by our friends over at Thrive Market. That's thrivemarket.com. Now, that is a very important website that you are going to need to commit to memory because it has turned out to be a godsend in my life and now my parents' life because this is a go-to like one-stop shop for all of your grocery and household essentials. It is so convenient. You get everything quickly. You can get it shipped to your doorstep. It is a huge, huge time saver. Now, uh, I was looking at this and I was like, really, is this really, is this, is this going to be good for me? And then you go to thrivemarket.com and it just immediately is the coolest thing. Cause you can kind of shop by aisle. You have your food, you have your meat and seafood, you have your beverages, you have your soups, meals, and side dishes. You have your condiments and sauces. You got your snacks, your baking, your grains, pasta, bread. You got your ghee, your oils, your vinegars. You got your candy and chocolate. You got your canned and packaged food and spices and seasoning. You, it, it literally continues on, folks. This really is a one-stop shop, and it is kind of also a one-stop shop in its commitment to a healthier lifestyle for you. Um, they, you know, they even have some of my favorite brands, like even in the frozen meals, Amy's. Have you ever had Amy's frozen meals? I love them. They're 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 vegan and they're just kind of really delicious. But you can order chicken from them. You can order cuts of. Uh, I mean, just I'm looking at it right now. You can order organic chicken tenders delivered directly to you. You can order pork. You can order uh, grass-fed ground beef patties. This truly has it all. I mean, it has your oat milk. It has, I mean, like you can get chocolate. It kind of is everything cool in one place. Um, and as a Thrive Market member, I save money each and every single order. On average, I have saved over 30% each time. In the last order, I saved $23. $23. And it was delivered directly to me. These are kind of huge savings. And I got to tell you, anything with a very easy to use website is A++ in my book because I'm just like hitting buttons and stuff. But this is so easy to navigate. Plus, like I said, you get the extra savings when you put your favorites on recurring deliveries with auto ship. Plus, you're in control. You get easily skip or pause auto ship deliveries, but you can also place one-time orders when you need them. And the website also does this really cool thing where it tells you everything that you've recently viewed. You can make lists on there, the whole thing. Now, on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily. It really does change daily. Um where it can give you cash back on so many brands and, and they have a price match guarantee. So not only does Thrive Market save me money, but they also save me time and time is the greatest uh, currency that we truly have. I love the filters on their website. Like I was just talking about all of those different areas that you can hit. Um, they have over 70. So whether you're looking for gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can literally curate your own shopping experience with a click of button. It's not just Spotify playlists anymore, folks. It's thrivemarket.com playlist just for your food. Now, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join, they give it to another family in need. So this is the call to action to you guys. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order. That's 30% off. Plus a free $60 gift. 
So go to thrivemarket.com, that's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com slash so bad for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. So do me a favor, you guys, just go check it out for yourself because I think it's going to easily sell itself. So just go to thrivemarket.com slash so bad. It's also going to be in the show notes with a direct hyperlink that you can click onto that and it'll take you right to there, okay? Um, Okay, back to the show. Do you think the Gwyneth Paltrow trial will get a second season? Do you think it'll get picked up? Do you think? I could see someone suing her again just to (laughs) instigate another trial of sorts. I might do it. I love getting litigious. (laughs) By the way, can you imagine seeing Gwyneth in public now and people are just falling all around her? Like, ow! Oh, <laughs> I hope so. Oh, she could never go skiing again. <laughs> oh my, um, Michael, you mentioned something now that I think is like you really just created a PR strategy. Is that yeah? If like you're on the heel, like maybe a thing to do to get back in good graces with the public is go to trial on something. Like it gives an opportunity to show a whole different side of yourself. If you do something, try to make sure you're going to trial as quickly after something horrible that you do, yeah, or something that's, that's ill-conceived the with the audience. Because mm-hmm. the timeline but, here, like this was six years ago that this incident happened. So it's really difficult yeah. to like, like plan when the trial is going to happen as far as a PR move goes. But this lined up so beautifully for Gwen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I Yeah, I think it depends. Like this was just such a gem of a trial. I think, I don't know that anyone could be so lucky. You know, you just have to make sure it's one of these where like, you know that this is A, kind of absurd and B, that you're not the bad guy in this. Like, I I hope we start talking- You're both bad guys, you know. I hope we start talking about trials like we do TV shows of like, oh, this one's a flop. Oh, do not even (laughs) waste your time watching this trial. It's not living up. Like, this is not succession. This is not good. I do not like this. Um, (laughs) You also mentioned that you guys are both into Survivor. The Because I asked them what reality shows they're watching. And they're both fans of Survivor and the new season of Mm -hmm. Survivor. And I think Michael said... Uh, that's a, that's or maybe it was Paris that said niche. It's niche now, which is so hysterical because Survivor, when it came down that first season, was a. I mean, it's always going to be a juggernaut in some sense, but it really changed the landscape of reality television and uh, competition reality television shows forever. But Survivor now, I mean, what is it? It's in his like 60th season, or it seemed like something. And 45, you guys, 45. Yeah, we're on 45. Yeah. I think 45. Yeah. And Jeff Probst is still hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fell off the survivor train a long time ago. Cause I was just like, I used to love it dearly for the first 15 seasons. And then I was like, Oh, okay. So it just, it's, they keep doing the Island thing. Like, okay, I got it. I got that survivor. Where, what do you guys, can you take me into this season of why we should be watching this season? Absolutely. Oh. Yes. So I confirmed we are in season 44. Um, and okay, thank you. I think you're totally right, Ryan. For a while, Survivor sort of fell off the face. Um, and during the pandemic, I think, gays, as we love to do, is we find something fallen that we can find love in and we like lift it up because we're like, hey, no one's paying attention to this and you should be paying attention to this. I Much like that. we did with Jennifer Coolidge, like we did with mm-hmm. Laura Dern. We find things yeah. that are underappreciated for what they're offering and we give them a platform. Uh, and we've done the same thing with Survivor in the past few seasons. And what I love about this season of Survivor is it's always a reflection of the current cultural conversation I find with Survivor. Like the past, uh, I think maybe last season or the previous season, they addressed the fact that like statistically black contestants on Survivor are almost always eliminated first. And there was actually a tribal council last season or the season before, don't quote me on which season, where two of the contestants were both black 
And they were like, we do not, like they brought this up in conversation. They're like, obviously everyone's going to try and get rid of us. That's how it happens on Survivor. And the non-Black contestants were like, oh shit, that's true. How do we make this strategic move for the game not be racist? And the girls were like, no, we're not having you not vote for us because we're Black and because the show has a history of that. We're both going to play our immunity idols so that can't be part of the narrative. And we're going to play this fair and square while also simultaneously calling out systemic racism in ways that like you wouldn't expect a show like Survivor to have. Like These conversations mm-hmm. are so in-depth and knowing that this is a show that's watched by not just gays, but like people across America and they're being exposed to these kinds of conversations really like warms my heart. Um, Michael, what would you say? Oh, okay. Like I, As I really ramble watch about systemic no, racism. I know you're By the so way, this, excited you about pulled it. me completely back in. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wait, okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Get it's in a, it. Yeah. It became my, uh, my pandemic show. I watched, I want to say 22 seasons of survivor during lockdown with my gay roommate. So yes, we we sort of like brought it back. And I I just love it. I mean, my favorite thing about this current season though is they've added so many more twists and turns. There's a lot of idols in play. If you know about Survivor, this is the idols thing. Yes. And yes. I feel like last season was nice, but it was mostly nice kind of calm people. And I see what they were going for. Mm-hmm. They were going for like a season that wasn't going to be too tumultuous because the world was a lot. And they were like, we're going to give you some nice ones. This season, it's really relatable, but like there's a lot of... Cr- I, I don't know how to say this. Like, there's a lot of chaos. big personalities and a lot of chaos. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no moment of calm this season. And the people are just all hilarious. Like, the people they chose are great characters. And they're like, none mm-hmm. of them are necessarily combative or like villains. They're just big. Like, there's this woman, Carolyn, who's just like super whack. Uh, and she's, she's the like, star of the season. She, she, <laughs> her eyes are just always rolling. She's like, she's, she's just a, a, such a, a who, I mean, it, it's just full of these amazing people. And you're right. Like they somehow managed to have like brilliant social commentary, but they do it in the sense of survivor. So I think it's sort of, you see what you want to see. If you want to really listen to what these people are saying and the different societal commentaries that they're making you see that or if you just want to see people on an island you see it and that's where i think is kind of the yeah. genius of survivor it kind of is whatever mm-hmm. level of deep you want it to be also the just, editing is genius we <laughs> just started the new season show. the the new season of survivor i believe just started a couple of weeks ago so you yeah, guys were just a few you, episodes in you could yeah. still catch up right now in fact i'm going to add this oh, to my yeah. dvr like you uh, really not joking aside sold me on it and i do now that i think but i heard that they also switched it it used to be in the old days like you were there on the island like 49 days and now i hear there it's only 30 is that true it's shorter yeah it's, it's not as long as it season. used to be I, I don't like that i want them there long i want them starving i want them like losing massive see, amounts of weight i want it to be like ozempic on the island you know that's the one thing the they don't really evolved. do as much anymore like they have food and they have decent clothes they're not as grimy looking as they used to be and it's much more about the gameplay and less about the yeah survivor aspect it's less like it. bear grills because there's so much of that content out there and it's really yeah. more about like the social game and like the so like the society we live in and how that reflects in the in the casting. Um, I would love to just circle back to Carolyn again for a second. Ryan, as I know you love reality TV. I do. Yeah. And I'm sure all of our listeners are going to resonate with this. You know, when somebody knows they're on TV and they present themselves in a specific type of way, like Lucy LaDuca on Drag Race. Um, Carolyn is one of the rare people where she's completely authentic, whether or not she's on camera. And it's so rare, I feel like these days, where you get somebody who can deliver that as a reality TV character. And she's doing such an incredible job. 
And this is actually the first time in Survivor history that we we have an all queer tribe because in the most recent episode, spoiler alert, they voted out the last straight person. So now it's oh, yeah. two gay guys and Carolyn, who's bisexual. And I'm yeah. like, Tika tribe, you are already my favorite. And wait, now you're wait. making history. Were they like bi hetero? Were they like, I mean, was it no. like- they weren't not was like the that. Like in my mind, I was like, they were not. Her. <laughs> It was, it was the best move. But honestly, if you haven't watched Survivor in a long time, this is the season to get back into it with. Like if I'll you watched it. it 20 years ago and you were like, oh, that was fun when I was like younger, this is the season to reintroduce you- yourself to the show. Okay, guys, I'm telling you, I actually am going to get into the show. <laughs> the, 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 okay, but this is the other thing too, I think the that speaks to how historic this show is, is that I always say um, because of Survivor, it even changed Housewives. Like Housewives started mm-hmm. off as almost like a, if you'd go back and watch those first seasons, it almost seems like a pseudo documentary, a, you know, a docu-series. Mm-hmm. It's not, but nowadays it has this Survivor element where everybody is trying to win the season or like, you know, win, like who's yeah. the villain, who's the hero and the narrative yeah these how exactly these housewives are trying to control the narrative or trying to win the show and there's no prize except for social media followers but it's still prevalent like and i feel like that's a direct result of shows like survivor and survivor is the number one show like that now another show that you said you guys what as we start winding down here uh if you have a a couple more minutes i i do want to talk about you said I think Michael, you said you were watching. Is it Real Boyfriends of WeHo or Real, Fr- real Friends uh, real, of WeHo? Real Friends real of WeHo, which is WeHo. Yeah, on, it used to be on Friday nights right after Drag Race. I think they, mm. the season finale is aired, uh, hasn't it, or is it still going? It, it's over. It felt it's like over, they ended yeah. it early because there was a, a lot of season. unfinished business in the finale that I was kind of like, did they just cancel it because everyone was talking shit about it? I don't know. And well, this is a show that needs a trial, by the way, because people were talking shit <laughs> yes. so much about this online. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it. And it was like Friday night. I watched Love After Lockup, which is like a personal journey for me. But uh, this <laughs> you would love prison. On- I do. I, I gotta, wait, you're right, Paris. You're I'm your so upset. I'm, I'm noticing a theme: trials, prisons. Like, what if we pull back the new black? on Dateline and you realize I am in prison right now? And this is just, <laughs> <laughs> no, like. Uh, so this show was getting universally ripped uh, on yeah. like tw- yeah. like Twitter. I saw it mainly, which is just like toxic hellhole. So, uh, hey, if you follow mm-hmm. me on Twitter. But um, you said you guys or like, Michael, are you saying you kind of liked it? You kind of binged I'm it or really into it. So and I will admit, I I'm just getting into the Housewives thing. I just watched Housewives of Beverly Hills because um, my boyfriend is a huge Housewives fan and I had never really watched it before. So with him, we've now watched. Potomac and Beverly Hills and what else? I got really into Beverly Hills. That's why it's on my head. And like, are you caught up with Beverly Hills? Are you with the Lisa Rinna's last season? Oh, you are. Oh yeah. And the Kathy Hilton and all of that. Oh my God. And I, I was, I was like, cause before I always was like, why do people watch this? I didn't. And then watching that season with him, I get it now. I truly get it. And then with everything with the friends of WeHo, I know a big part of the discussion was like, they're doing nothing totally dissimilar to what the women are doing, but a lot of, especially within the gay community, people were really critical of it. And my friends and I would have these conversations of like how most, especially gay men are much more willing to support women doing something as opposed to gay men doing the same thing. We're much more critical Mm -hmm. of ourselves than we are. We would rather watch like an iconic woman being fabulous than watching a gay man doing the same thing. And so that was in my head. And I was like, you know what? 
I should be more supportive of my community. I should not make judgments based on tweets. I should give this show a chance and watch it. And I will say, I got really into it because I can connect to these guys on a different level than I can the, the housewives, which I think the great thing about the housewives is they're so different from most everyone. But these guys, I don't know. I, I got really into their stories. I've teared up a few times. Yes, they have their sort of ridiculous, like the fighting moments. I know Paris, don't judge. I also By the way, Paris did let, let out this very, ju- you heard it, a very judgmental laugh when Michael so said, Michael to I cry teared up during... a couple of I said, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was like, oh yeah, this thing made me cry. And my boyfriend was like, Michael, everything makes you cry. Um, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but Curtis, his whole like coming out, one of the guys is coming out on the show to his family and it's like really touching. And I don't know. I, and much like the Gwyneth Paltrow trial, who knew I would ever find Tadra Call to be like very sympathetic? Well, he had but, a horrible season on Big Brother and he was very hated for a season on Big Brother among some other and things. He's, he's great on this show, I think. So, what um, about Brad Goreski? How does Brad Goreski come off on this show? Great. I love Brad. Brad Goreski, he does kind of like a Rinna, I'm a producer and yeah. a and a cast member role because i feel he like he's stirs. the only one who kind of gets what they're doing on the yeah. show so he really yeah. moves he's things forward in a show. way that you need yeah, yeah. But he's like, the best I at mean, being on the show yes i hate to bring up uh your favorite character caroline from survivor again but i feel like <laughs> i mean i don't like when characters self-produce that's why i really disliked rinna by the final season of beverly hills because it was so much faker like self-producing and stuff like that and i just truly hate that kind of stuff because yeah. i want to watch actual really? behavior i want people that are, are that are somewhat unaware still because i mean i think there's mm-hmm. two separate types of reality stars there, like the unawares <laughs> and the ones that self-produce um but i like that real friends of weho I've, i'm glad i finally found somebody that actually likes the show because by the way i feel like then it just became fun to make fun of the show like it wasn't even people yeah. watching the show. They just made fun of the show. I wonder if it's going to get a second season. I don't know. And there, there is one guy it. on the show that the one thing I don't like is he's so, <laughs> he keeps talking about the show, the show, the show. And I was saying this last night, actually, I was like, I much prefer they not even talk about the fact that they're on a TV show, like on housewives. Most of the time you kind of forget that they're like, you feel like you're watching them. Right. And that way, when you, when not- you do, when they do do that moment of this is a show, it kind of like, whoa, it's like, yeah. you know, use it sparingly. Don't use exactly. it every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. What is on the agenda for the show this week? Because you guys really do go through these topics and these research and like, okay, this is what we're focusing on. And we're only a Tuesday right now. So you'll have a couple more shows this week. What are you guys covering? What is on your radar? Any big new things that you're obsessed with? What's lovely about our show is that us and our producers, Danielle Jones-Wesley, Sunny Balkan, and Chelsea Jacobson... All you have, have three producers? Chat. My we goodness. Do, and they're all they're women. Really We're they're so fabulous blessed. gals. Oh my they're God. I so much. Help me. Yeah. But Help we just me. have a big group chat that we just dump everything that we're obsessed with online into. So it's just I like a that. feed of of yeah. different things and then half of them all end up in the outline for the episodes and it's just like talking about the stuff that we're already talking about um mm-hmm. for example do you remember when that woman that mysterious figure was escorted out of the taylor swift concert during the first like two songs yes she was, like had a police escort did you see that yes 100 percent. another tiktok user came forward claiming that that was his ex and that he has a story to tell about like what happened there. Mm-hmm. So we might touch on that because I, I don't necessarily <laughs> believe this man whatsoever. Yeah. I think he's full of shit. I'm calling <laughs> bullshit on him. Charged, just trying to get clout from a stranger. Yeah, he doesn't know. I, I don't, think I hate so. that TikTok yeah. trend where they'll be like, I've got a story to tell. Come back tomorrow. It's like, we're here right yeah. now. You tell me right now. I want I don't mm-hmm. get me to another video. 
Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's, tease, it's always yeah. fun. Like, cause we do dump it in and it's literally like right before we go on, we're like, okay, which ones are the ones we want to do today? Like right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun. It's very much like to the minute. So we, uh, we shall see yeah. which ones we end up deciding on for, uh, for the next two episodes. Social media happens every day. It does. It does. <laughs> and that's why you need a show like this to actually keep you completely informed the social dose each week. Finally, what is your least favorite? Uh, like what is your least favorite trend that you've encountered so far? Hmm. Since we Mine are in a hate, uh, hate economy. <laughs> We're in a hate economy. I what was the word am... you guys used it earlier? It was rage or what was the Renaissance. Oh, rage baiting. Rage, rage baiting. baiting. Yes. Yeah. Rage baiting. I love rage that. Baiting. Okay. It's like clickbait, but they just intend to piss you off because yes. that, that you might stick around. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's anything staged or forced that is specifically poorly performed because it's one thing if you're like doing a bit and you're staging it, but it's another, if you want me to pretend that this is like an authentic prank reaction when it's horribly acted, I'm yes. you can't, you're going to piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. No, this is bad content. Stop <laughs> engaging with this content. It's shit. It's low effort and it's poorly performed. Be done with it. Do better. Be funny. Be authentic. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm basically just going to second that. It's when it's when creators get on and they're just kind of lazy and they're like, I feel like I can just sort of like vaguely recreate this thing that went viral, but not in a particularly original way. Um, that or honestly, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm a little over and maybe this makes me even less gay than I thought I was. Um, the guys in the the like the gray sweatshorts who don't wear underwear and they just sort of jump around like they're doing a TikTok trend, but really it's just all about their penis. I'm a little tired of that. Okay. I'm like, guys, they get like, it. You have a hot like body and a big still. penis. I actually kind of like that. take, Michael. I can't say that I agree. I don't know. I'm just But like, also, well, none of that is on my For You page. <laughs> my For You page is like... mostly lesbians, to be honest, which I love. Is yours just lots of dick prints and sweat? Well, pants? it's just like, I. it's just people who like do something kind of lame and then rely on their hotness to be the reason that people watch it. Yeah. And it's just like, no, a yeah. lot of people can hot, like be me. better, be more interesting. But Paris, you are mm-hmm. interesting and funny and hot. Thank you, Michael. During the pandemic, because we had to wear masks, I had to develop a personality. Like, yeah. Be no one could see how hot I was. Okay, see, you see the dynamic here. It's a amazing by the way paris said that thing about the <laughs> fake stuff is that on facebook it's even worse on facebook than tiktok if you want to see oh, real bad acting that uh-huh. gets like millions of likes go to facebook they'll do these like weird breakup videos like i caught my wife cheating and it's the worst acting you've ever seen in your life and then you'll be like these mm-hmm. comments have to all be saying this is horrible bad acting and they're all like yeah that's what i would have done too like they're yeah. like totally i'm like people are so dumb sometimes yeah wait right we, we were you know just talking about me? one of these yeah. yeah. So I recently did a video where I did. We also saw the video of Nicole Kidman on the, on the red carpet, just kind of like serving and posing. Of course. I did a video where I dubbed over and pretended like what sounds she was making. And I just like made some mm-hmm, oh, 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 kind of sounds. The comments on this video, <laughs> half of them are people being like, wow, she's so smug. I can't believe she would say those things and yeah. make those noises. Like people believe that this is actually oh. Nicole Kidman. And, and I'm they like, don't how read dumb if are you put you? it. If you put it in the comments, this is not real, they'll never read it. Like, it's no. so wild. They'll no. just believe that and they'll pass it on to their friends of like, look at this very real thing that anybody could tell it's anyways. This is why you need the social dose, you guys, three times a week. Uh, these guys are really amazing. I hope you guys will come back at some point to talk shit about a bunch of other pop culture things because <laughs> yes. you really, truly, uh, I I really, yeah, and you got me on Survivor now again after all of this time. So You're welcome. Paris Nicholson, Paris Nicholson, Michael Judson Barry, the social dose. What I ask you guys to do with any podcast that take the time to come on this show is go subscribe, go rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify immediately. They do this. I mean, like this, 
this is uh, uh, podcasting is, uh, you know, we do this out of passion, out of love. Um, and it's uh, one of the freest things you can do is just take your thumb and hit that five star button because what it does, it helps the placement on Apple Podcasts, especially so people can discover this show. And I think this is a show that's worth discovering. And especially while it's finding its footing, people need to know about this. Is there anything else that we can support what you guys with right now? Wow. Honestly, that, follow that me incredible. everywhere at Paris Nicholson. <laughs> like all I'll, of my posts, engage with the content. The I'll put that in the show notes, you guys, to go <laughs> follow them everywhere. Anything yes, for you, Michael? Uh, at M. Judson Barry, do the same. And we blast the show every time we have a new episode. We always be, we're always sure to share it. So mm-hmm. if you will find it on our pages. Okay, so perfect. You can't miss it. It's our yeah. new favorite well, thing. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time, and I'll be listening to you uh, on Thursday. Okay. Awesome. Brian, thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Yes. I can't wait to hear I about your take on Survivor. Oh my God. I will actually <laughs> yeah. let you. I'm like, oh my I God. I can't wait to tune in know. for your Survivor episode. <laughs> mm. Bye. Betches.